with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome along to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. I'll be with you for the next hour talking all things sport. So delighted to be back again this week. Hope you're all keeping well on this Monday evening. Uh, so yeah, lots to chat about and lots to celebrate as well. Massive congratulations to the Carlo Senior football team who knocked 2020 Munster champions Tipperary out of the Talton Cup yesterday. So great day in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park yesterday. I'm going to be chatting to Carlo Legend and Casey our commentator Willie Quinlan a little bit later on so really looking forward to that chat. I'm also going to be chatting to former Leinster captain Chris Pym after Leinster's disappointing loss to La Rochelle on Saturday in the Champions Cup final. But first I'm joined on the line now by Bernard Mullen, chairman of Tinryland GAA Club and also vice chairman of the Carlo Soccer League to tell me about a special event that's happening in in his club uh, this Saturday. Bernard, you're very welcome to the show. How are you keeping? Good evening, Sinead. Uh, yeah, getting ready now for a busy weekend ahead of us, so we are. Looking forward to, to what's about to unfold. Yeah, and can you just tell us a little bit about that, uh, Bernard? So I know that you, you hold a festival every year, but it's a little bit different this year. Just maybe tell us a little bit yeah, about what you have planned. Sinead, this all began with a link up with ourselves and the local South African community and it, just the relationship has grown and grown. So we went from, we had one festival last year so this year we said, well sure look at if we manage one, let's have a go at doing three. So we turned it into the, the summer picnics festivals and look at, we've had great help from Carlo Enterprise Board and local development and from, from all kinds of areas. <clears throat> so the first one is on this Saturday evening at six o'clock and the highlight is the Queen tribute band, you know, so everyone's been looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, just to fill up the day then, we said, well, look at, you know, do we have stalls and whatnot all through the day and all kinds of attractions for people. So we said, look, what about the kids? And then the conversation came up. And we started talking about all the Ukrainian people who are now starting to settle all around us in Carlo. And someone suggested that maybe we'd invite them to it. And we said, yeah, good idea. And then we said, well, look, at we discovered a good, a good portion of them are actually kids. So we said, well, sure, look, at the one thing that Carlo, we may not excel in any of them, but we're into every kind of a sport that you can imagine. You know, and it's the one area where, you know, it's common ground, no matter what, who you meet, to talk to you about rugby or soccer or football or gymnastics or running or something. So we said, well, you know, it, it's it's something that links us all. We don't come together very often. We spend more time giving out about one another than we do actually coming together. So we decided to put, we asked all the Ukrainian families that are here, there's about 300 at the moment, so they're coming as our special guests on Saturday. And for the kids then, and the local kids, we went and we went to the Carlo County Board, GA, We went to Carlo Soccer and Carlo Rugby, you know, the two rugby clubs and community games <coughs> for athletics. And we asked them all to send some of their top coaches and they've all got plenty of really high quality coaches and we asked them all, uh, Sinead, just to send some of their coaches for the day. We're going to have 
all of the Ukrainian kids to turn up and some of our own and let the kids play together for the day. And there's going to be soccer, football, rugby and some athletics all yeah. mixed together for them over two hours. Yeah, I was just, because I was talking to you earlier a little bit about it and I was delighted to hear, you know, that there's a mix of all the different sports, that it's not restricted. And I think you were very generous in Tin Ryland GAA to, you know, invite all of the other sporting organisations to come along and, and um, you know, welcome the Ukrainians who have kind of uh, sought refuge in Carlo and great way to mix, great way for kids to mix as well. As you said, you know, sport, Bernard, it's, it's the great equaliser, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely, Sinead. I mean, you know, it's the one thing every kid has in common. They love doing something outdoors, any kind of a ball, they'll kick it around, any kind of running, something that's fun. You know, like, we have no comprehension of what these people have had to leave behind. Like, we're blessed to live where we live and, you know, grow up in the environment we grow up in. And, like, what the, what these kids have left behind in the last two or three months, like, we just couldn't even begin to imagine that you know, and the things that they've had to live through. So, look, at this is probably something that'll be one day that just might lighten the mood for them, you know, and if it helps make them feel that little bit more welcome in Carlo, you know, well, then it's got to end up a good thing, you know. But, you know, it's been a challenge in itself, like, to get the the different codes and get all the clearance and the support from the three different organisations because you normally wouldn't get rugby and soccer and Gaelic all into one field at the same time, you know, just history didn't, would never have had that. So yeah, that, yeah. That, that in itself is a little bit unique for the day in Carlo. You know? Yeah, definitely. But you, you kind of put your finger on it there earlier on when you said that that is something that's very distinctive about Carlo. They're into all sports, really, do you know? Um, and, and I know that they can struggle in certain codes because they are a very small county, but uh, they, they love their sport in Carlo, whether it's rugby, whether it's Gaelic football, hurling, um, soccer. So to kind of bring them all together in that way and to give kids a choice and uh, especially Ukrainian kids as well, uh, to give them a choice it's it's just great and and um, especially that you were able to get the kind of top coaches on board to to give them a bit of training on the day as well I'm sure they're all looking forward to that well listen that that's the plan Sinead hopefully it is and you know look it, it is a great thing like we've even had people from the Special Olympics in Carlo uh, they're a group that that's what they cater for and they've come I've had phone calls often if they can do anything to help out, they'd be only too willing to come on board as well. And listen, there's many other sports that you just wouldn't be able to fit them all in in one day. Like we were only scratching the surface. This was a, a last minute thing that, you know, has come together and hopefully turns into something, you know, worthwhile and beneficial for the day. And the plan is then that we'll finish it that evening. We'll, it'll start at two o'clock. It'll finish at four. And at four o'clock, we're hoping to sit down all the kids in the field and have some kind of a picnic with them, you know, and just, you know, true genuine hospitality that you'd find anywhere if you went to any house in Carl or take yeah. any for that matter, you know. Ah, it sounds it sounds absolutely lovely. And I assume everyone's welcome. Any anyone with with kids, anyone that just find, kind of fancies a family kids. day out, they're all That's welcome. It. I mean it's for adults, it'll cost them a fiver to come in for the day if they want to just stay for the day. If they decide that they want to come and stay for the for the concert and the music, like we've got a huge music lineup. Uh, you know, we have local man Justin Kelly working with a lot of our South African friends, and they've really put together a hell of a music 
evening for that end of it. So if anybody wants to come along, have a picnic with their kids, sit down and listen to some music in the evening time, they're more than welcome as well. But, you know, for during the day, there's lots of vendors, lots of different crafts, art, different things around you know, to come and see around the, the club that day. So, As they say, there's, there's something for everyone. I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> as they say, um, yeah, something for everyone. But uh, you're launching tonight, is that right? Where is that We're happening? We're hoping to launch it tonight. We have kind of somebody from all the different organisations coming, you know, Cara Sports Partnership are on board with us. We have people from the council, people from different walks of life, you know. It's amazing when you do get something that's worthwhile, there's no real conversation or you don't have much work to do to talk people into it. They just say yes, you know. Like a good cause is a good cause no matter who comes up with the idea and the fact that the different codes are willing to row in with this one, you know. Like we even we have Gary Cody from the FAI there and getting support from you know, from on high from them. It's it's not often you see that, but you know, it's it's great when it does happen, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've noticed that myself just over the last couple of weeks and months, people just want to help out in whatever way they can. Um and I noticed just in Nolan Park there Two weeks ago, uh, Wexford were playing Kilkenny and I know that they did a fundraiser for Ukrainian refugees as well. So people just really want to help uh, in what way, whatever way they can and to make people feel welcome. And it's it's just great to see. Yeah. Well, I suppose, Sinead, it's something we've been famous for. Like people, when you travel the world, people talk about the Irish welcome that they got, that they had, and they talk about a holiday they had and how welcome they were made feel. Like these people didn't come here on a holiday, you know. This is refuge for them. So if we can't make these feel welcome, it would it wouldn't reflect us in a good light. But you know, I think you look around and the effort of different organisations in every county, not just Carlow, in every county, what people are doing and what they're giving up to try and help. You know, it shows that people still care. There's an awful lot of good out there. Yeah, definitely. And and well done to you, Bernard, for being involved in organising this as well. Before I let you go now, I I assume you're a very happy Carlow man today. Great result there in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park yesterday. Sinead, you wouldn't believe the torture. That's the last thing I am. I'm actually a Westmead man. I'm married to a leash woman. Oh, so, right, okay. <laughs> so yesterday I had that battle to deal with. Praying that Westmead got over the line only for the draw to pull the draw. Westmead against Carlo. Oh, now that's an interesting one. I didn't know that. <laughs> Um, no, I'll try and keep it as quiet as I can. <laughs> I'd say you keep but, that uh, one quiet. All right, you'll be keeping it quiet this week. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be an interesting one now um, next weekend. Yeah, but, no, um, listen, and fair play to Carlo. I mean, my lads here are involved in football with Tin Ireland and that. And look, it's great to see Carlo. Any bit of success, we crave it every day of the week. And look, at fair play to the lads. It was one hell of a shift. And look at... There's nothing to say that we can't go and do the same to Westmead next week. Yeah. You know? Well, well, listen, it's been lovely talking to you, Bernard, and, and best of luck with the um, event now this uh, Saturday. And hopefully everyone, anyone that's listening now, do make sure to, to go along and join in on, on all of the um, the fun and all the activities there. Uh, great family day out. So listen, thanks a million, Bernard. We'll, we'll chat Absolutely. to you again and soon. Thanks so much, Sinead, for your time. Not at all. Thanks lovely so chatting to you. Thank you so much. OK, thank, thank you. you. Bye.
That was uh, Bernard Mullen there. Um, he's a, f- a chairperson of Tin Ryland GAA Club and they're having a, a sports day, big event. There's going to be music, lots of crack, lots of fun um, and lots of different sports there for and everyone's welcome family day out um, and especially for the Ukrainian refugees living in Carlo to make them feel welcome and in- integrated into the community as well. We're going to take a quick break now but coming up after the break we're going to hear from uh, Gary Marr who is the manager of Evergreen after their great success in the KCLR McCallment Cup yesterday. On KCLR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Volkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, Evergreen FC were yesterday crowned KCLR McCallment Cup champions. Um, they had a 4-1 win over Thomastown United and KCLR commentator Robbie Dowling caught up with Evergreen manager Gary Marr immediately after that game and here's what he had to say. Yeah, I'm here with the victorious Evergreen manager after the KCLR McCallum Cup final, a 4 0 victory for Evergreen. Gary Marr, Evergreen manager, how happy were you with your team's performance? Ah, yeah, absolutely delighted. I suppose we probably didn't get off to the best start. I suppose it was always going to be the case. We expected Thomas to start strong as they did. And once we found the full of the game and got the, got the first goal, I suppose we took control from there. We're really happy with the, with the group, really happy performance. We had a few niggles and knocks coming into it. We've we done a bit of rotation, uh, but we always said we have full, full, uh, full belief in anyone that plays in our squad. So we're really happy. Yeah, delighted with the performance. Yeah, I suppose Thomastown took a foothold in the game early on, but as you mentioned, those three goals really did um, prove the difference, I suppose, at the end of the game. Set pieces seem to be key. Three year goals, three or four goals came from set pieces. Is that something you worked on the training ground? Yeah, look, we <laughs> made, thank my assistant for that, Connor. Connor puts an awful lot of work on set pieces with the boys, and it's starting to look, we're actually seeing the wars out over the last three or four months, so we're starting to pay off. So, yeah, we do a lot of work on set pieces, to, to, be, to be fair, yeah. So, look, they did swing it, I suppose, in that little period, I suppose, that 10 minute period, we got the three goals, where that kind of probably killed the game. And as contest is probably we knew that Thomas would come out with the blocks in the first five or ten minutes second half and we, we always believed once we weathered that storm for that ten minutes we, we, we'd come out the winners Yeah you mentioned weather and the storm there I must say you were seriously composed in the game when Thomas did come out at the start of the first half and the second half in fairness and they came out strong um, how resilient and kind of just calm when, when, when that storm was coming at you to just kind of ease it off and then get your foothold back in the game and show your quality because it must be said on the ball you were probably a cut above Thomas on the day Yeah look we have massive experience in this group and we, we knew what was coming we've been here we've been here a number of times we've been here on the losing side we've been here on the winning side so we knew what was coming we knew how to manage it and look composure is a great word that we use a lot in our dressing room and composure and possession at times is, is, is key early on the match we, we went a bit long back to front at times when we didn't need to force it so we had that chat that we had to be composed in possession and uh, look Mikey we got Mikey to drop a little deeper there in the first half just to get on the ball and get us ticking and once we've done that we would get Mikey closer to the goal but uh, yeah look we're really composed really experienced dressing room so you'd have to be delighted with the performance in the win yeah, something we noticed on commentary actually was getting Mikey Drennan a lot deeper in the ball. He won the Man of the Match award in the end. Was that something that you really focused on throughout the game to try and get Mikey dictating play from deep before you could really get a foothold in the game and move him further forward where you could impact the game in the final third? Yeah, look, ideally we don't want Mikey coming too deep to get the ball. Obviously, with Mikey's quality, we want him closer to the goal. That's where we want him as he was for the first goal. But at times you have to just, you just see the way he's experienced his quality that you need to just get him back at times and get the ball. So and at that time he did, he did do that for us. And look, you have to, you have to make the most at times. He's an unbelievable talent and you just have to at times you might just have to tell him just go in and get us on the ball and get us taken and he'd done that for a 5 or 10 minute spot in the first half so 
really happy with that, yeah. Yeah, and just obviously looking beyond today's game, five McCallum Cups in a row, it's an incredible achievement um, for everyone involved in the club, none more so than yourself. How proud of you of the whole setup, not just of this team, but of Evergreen in general, to keep reproducing these players and to keep performing on the biggest stages of them all? Yeah, look, I, I look, I, I manage this team. I've been manager now. This is my fourth year managing McCallum Cup, but it's, it's the players that drive us, the players that drive me, players that drive it on. Their belief, their hunger to win, their hunger to keep winning is is second to none. They're, they're a different gravy group of players, you know, and... and as a group we're a collective we, we all want to win we have a belief in hunger we're disappointed with the outside competitions this year that we didn't go one leg further but uh, it wasn't to be but we wanted to keep dominating keep winning in Kilkenny and that's what we have been for the last couple of years but yeah the, the, these group of players are a special group special talent with a special hunger to keep winning and we have to make the most of it and enjoy these occasions Yeah you mentioned they were going one step further in Leinster an unfortunate O'Neill's Junior Cup semi-final defeat to Kilmarnock United um, is that what you're looking forward to next season really trying to attack those competitions you have this season unfortunately maybe proved a bit too much but is that something that you'll definitely be looking at also while we maintain and that dominance in Kilkenny looking further and far afield to pick, collect you know, the biggest trophy of them all I suppose yeah look we were looking for something this club has never done before we're very dis- we're usually disappointed I don't think it's, it's the hardest loss I've ever taken as long as I've been managing teams uh, with that Leinster semi-final defeat but look you have to take it and chin you have to go with it it will be something when we come back in in July that we'll sit down and we'll talk about how do we go how do we tackle these competitions what do we need to do better than what we've done this year uh, as well but not taking right off the ball locally I suppose the minimum standard we require here is, is our league our local title and then hopefully to go as far as we can in the McCallum Cups but yeah it will be something when we get back in July we'll have a look at and see where we can improve it for the national competitions yeah, and just before I let you go, Gary, um, Premier Division Cup semi-final to come against Bridge United on Thursday. Um, I suppose you will celebrate tonight, obviously, an incredible victory, but uh, how important is it to add to that league and McCallum Cup title? You know, another Premier Division Cup would really attest to every all the work being done that you really are dominating in Kilkenny. Yeah, look, I suppose, as a club, would you believe we never actually won the Premier Division Cup, so we, we'll go into that. We'll we look forward to that on Thursday night. We'll enjoy tonight, and we, we'll, we'll have, probably sit down on Tuesday. We'll probably give tomorrow a miss as well, and we'll sit down on Tuesday, and we'll have a look, see where we're at, see where we pick up any niggles, see where we pick up any knocks, see what we can figure out. We have a squad rotation. We have lads who deserve a crack at that, that cup. We've done it in the, lads who played in Highview will get to play again the next day and the lads who didn't play today will get their go in, uh, in Bridge United on Thursday night and hopefully get back here next Sunday morning against Thomason Well Gary Mar, congratulations once again on another KCLR McCallman Cup title and uh, thanks very much for speaking to us today on Scoreline Thanks very much Thank you that was Gary Marr there speaking to our very own Robbie Dowlin yesterday after winning their 18th ever McCallum Cup trophy. Uh, so we're going to take a really quick break now, but coming up after the break, I'm going to be chatting to Carlo legend Willie Quinlan after Carlo's great win in the Talton Cup yesterday. So don't go anywhere. Full time on KCLOR, with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahardsvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, Carlo are rising once again after a fantastic win on their home soil uh, against 2020 Munster champions Tipperary. So, Carlo legend Willie Quinlan uh, was on commentary duty for KCLR yesterday and he joins me on the, on the line now. How are you keeping, Willie? Not too bad, Sinead, and yourself? I'm not too bad. I'd say you're a happy man today. Yeah, we were very happy leaving, I suppose, net, Netwatch Cullen Park yesterday evening after the game. It was always going to be a difficult game. No one really gave Carlo a chance, really. And going by the league performances, that was, you know, fair enough because we ended up second from bottom in Division 4. But um, looking at them, even actually Brendan just, just coming to me before the game, he says, you know, Carlo looked to be really warming up, really moving really well in, in the training. I think they could have a big chance here. And it's something that I, I referred to him after the game. I said, you're right, you know, what you said, you, you said we had a we had a huge chance. And that's exactly what they brought. The, 
they huge pace all around the field. We're not the biggest of teams, but the way they moved the ball, the pace, you know, they the covered lots of ground. Uh, players were up and down. Positions didn't really matter. Everybody ended up all over the field. And uh, we struggled in the first half. We had nine wides in the in the first half. We, we went in after playing with the wind, but we were a point down and Tipperary would have been happy turning around. But our, our, the game plan really suited them because they carried the ball against the wind and uh, got some fabulous scores and, and deserved to win on the day, Sinead. Yeah, and I know that you kind of touched on it there, like just kind of um, Brendan observing in the warm-up that they just seemed like they were really, you know, up for this match and the attitude just seemed to be right going into the game. Um, but they were slow enough to get points on, on the board. But I think what kind of really impressed me about them, I was listening into the commentary yesterday, was that they never dropped ahead. Like even when, you know, when, when Tipperary would go ahead, when they got that first goal, they, they just kind of persevered, didn't they? Yeah, they definitely dug in and we could see in, in a particular match comes back to me in the league game against London where we were 10 points up and in the space of probably seven or eight minutes, London made a couple of changes and we ended up losing the game by uh, two points and it just seemed to be our strength and conditioning was totally wrong. We did, didn't seem to be strong physically and we seemed to be not, not able to last the 70 minutes but yesterday, looking at the game, after 60 minutes, Tipperary just seemed to be out on their feet and our lads uh, just seemed to be full of running now. I know there's a couple of subs that did come on that contributed as well. Shane Buggy came on there. Uh, Cormac Lomax. Uh, Ross, Ross Dunphy was on early because Dara O'Brien picked up an injury after seven or eight minutes. But they, they seemed to uh, you know, give us a, a, an, an extra boost as well. So fitness-wise, strength and condition-wise uh, was a, a big bonus yesterday. We seemed to be the fitter team. The ground has obviously gone a little bit firmer, a little bit harder. We were the quicker team, the faster team. We moved the ball uh, a lot better and uh, you know they look very good on the day and hopefully we can bring them into next week's match Yeah like I know you were saying there like that they, they looked the fitter team they were pacier uh, but everything kind of seemed to click yesterday didn't it even their game plan and, and the work rate especially I think that was the big one wasn't it Willie it was the work rate Yeah it definitely was and and what they seem to be doing is that there's three guys inside and actually the three of them got on the, on the score Colin Holton got two points Sarah Foley got two and Conor Crowley got one but at any given time, you could see Dara Foley back in the full back line. And they'd switch. Colm Hulton would be back working. Dara Foley would go in and get a break. Connor Crowley would end up back working. So they seemed to have a game plan where if there was two guys going back, there was always one guy staying in full forward. But they interchanged. They worked from full back right right up the field and got some fantastic scores. Like the two, Shawnee Bambrick and Mikey Bambrick, number six and three, the pace at them going forward was just, at, at a different level that we have seen before from Carlo. Obviously, the two Clarks as well, another two brothers from, from Bagnestown Gale, Shane and Jamie. And we've, we've remarked about them several times on, on the radio. They just, they'd run through a wall actually for the team that they're playing. They're the same for Bagnestown Gale. They're very fit. They're very strong. They're physical. They love the tackle. And yesterday it was very evident that any tackle that they went into, they came out on, on top and just seemed to drive Jamie, especially from the middle of the field, got two, two great points, uh, one at the end. Where, he, where his man actually tried to pull him back and the legs just stayed pumping, stead going. He got up the field, popped it over the bar with his left foot. So uh, on the day, we definitely got the game plan right. Uh, the, the biggest disappointment would be the nine wides at half time. We were a little bit worried about that going into the wind in the second half, but to put that right in the, in the second half and, and deserve uh, to be winners there. 
Yeah, and I, so you mentioned there the nine wides, but another talking point I think, and I heard yourself and, and Brendan just chatting about it as well, was the short kickouts and the short pass. And, and look, you can see why, why teams do it to kind of hold on to possession of the ball. But the only thing about it is you can be turned over so easily and it can, you know, it can end up being a, a disaster. Um, I heard you talking about that. Just kind of looking forward now to next weekend. What can they do to kind of manage that, do you think, Willie? Yeah, you see, our, our our biggest problem is, I mean, for for ten years we were probably um, we were really lucky to have Brendan Murphy in the middle of the field. I mean, he's six foot six. You can play the ball to him anywhere, really. You know, if you just pump it out, he'll either break the ball to a Carlo man or he'll win it himself. We don't have that kind of player. I mean, Jamie Clark, I'd say at the best is five foot nine, but he was one of the best footballers there yesterday. Niall Hickey has a bit of height; he's probably around the six foot mark. But you see the really top teams. They have guys in the middle that are six or five, six or six, and and they can play a long ball, you know, and hopefully they that they can turn over the ball. When Carlo are trying to play a short, a short ball, and it's difficult when when a team actually puts up really, really high in you, because you have to go long. They force you to go long, and it, it's up to the outfield players, the likes of Owen Root, Josh Moore, who was really, really good yesterday as well. Ross Philippeman, uh, lots of pace. Ross Stumpy has said uh, he came in. It's up to them guys to get in and win the breaks. Uh, Shane Clark, Jamie Clark, the same. Um, it, it is difficult. And, and, you know, I know lots of people on the line are, would be giving out, why is he kicking a short? Why is he going short? The game is all about possession. It's all about, if you have the ball, the other team can't score. Uh, I know there is a chance, probably a huge rate of, if you turn over on a short kickout, it ends up either being a goal or, or, or a point, definitely. Whereas you go long, you have 12 behind the ball, which we remarked yesterday, and it's difficult to get a score over. But, Sometimes you have to vary. You can't stay going long. You can't stay going short. So I, I think uh, Kieran Cunningham and the goal done quite well yesterday. His kickouts are very, you know, they were very good. He was varying them. He's a good shot stopper, good under a high ball. And he came out once or twice and carried the ball maybe 50 yards, which is a big help to the team as well. Yeah, I agree with you um, on the idea of like, I think you just have to mix it up, don't you? You have to just try and judge it as best you can and just kind of mix it up then. If you feel like you need to go short, go short. If you feel like you need to go long, you just kind of have to, to judge it as best you can. Yeah, you, de- you definitely do. I, I watched a, a great game there a couple of years ago, Donegal and Mayo, and Donegal were going short and going short and they were winning them short, but they sucked Mayo into believing that they were staying going short. And the next ball was a long ball over the top, got flicked on, ended up in a goal at the far end. So there is values in, in going long, you know, with, with the kickout as well, because if you can win the ball in the half hour lane with a team pushing forward, the, obviously the space is going to be there. There's a big chance of you getting a goal. But obviously if you do go short, it can be turned over as well. So there there is uh, big pluses for, for going long, but, but it's all about... Uh, retaining the ball and holding on to possession really. Willie, I just want to talk to you as well about the Talton Cup. Um, and I know before this competition was launched, it came in for a lot of criticism. Uh, but then yesterday, everyone's attitudes seemed to have shifted. Um, but I just, just kind of before we kind of get into that, what, 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 why do you think there was so much resistance uh, to the Tal- Talton Cup? Um, you know, before before we kind of really got into it, what what caused that resistance in your view? I t- I think the resistance it always is is you're trying something new, and it it looked like what we were trying to do was split the whole championship into two halves, into Division One and Two, and Division Division Three and Division Four. Now, in in fairness to the GAA, everybody played the championship, so you played your 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 Leinster series, 
and you played your Ulster, your Connacht, your Munster. But the teams in Division 3 and 4 that lost the game, they didn't go into their own robin. They were asked to go into, into the Talchon Cup. Now, everybody didn't agree. But looking at the games over the weekend, I mean, London had a brilliant game against Sligo. It ended up level. It went into extra time. And they were, unfortunately, they were beaten by a goal uh, in, in extra time. But that was a really, really close game. Most of the games were close. Westmead beat Leash yesterday by a goal, 113 to 110. So it's, it's really, this is where the weaker counties are at the minute. I think it's a, it, it can be a stepping stone for them to progress, for to improve, for to get more games within your county championship games. Because yesterday was definitely a championship game. It was a serious pace, uh, serious fitness. The movement, the scores were, were exceptional. So it's about getting to the next level. And when you go back next year, obviously we're in Division 4. So it's the next step is to get our Division 4 into 3 and for teams out of 3 to get into 2 so they can progress into their own robin. But I suppose really the, the big thing is when you see change and it looked like to other counties, to weaker counties, that they were trying to go with 1 and 2 and maybe have a powerhouse at the top and the, the weaker counties at the bottom. But I, I think it was a very good idea, Sinead. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I, I think most people just don't like change. I think it's just kind of human nature. But uh, for Carlo, I think it just gives them such uh, like a realistic chance at, at silverware. And just looking at the Carlo support there yesterday in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park, like the colour that they brought and like, you know, that's what they're looking for. That's what Carlo fans are yearning for, just um, something to celebrate. Yeah, the big thing yesterday was the amount of young people that were in that watch Colin Park, which is, I mean, as you say, every county deserves their day in the sun and every young guy that's looking to play football or for, for his county or, or Harlan or Camogie or ladies football, they're looking at, at their county, their county teams and they're thinking, yeah, why, why can't I be there? Why shouldn't I, you know, progress to the next level? Because don't forget the semifinals of this, if you were to progress into and win next weekend, the semifinals are in Crow Park which is a huge card as well. And if you went on to win it, you know, there is a holiday, a holiday at the end, but there is um, uh, other things that, that you can you can gain from the GAA, which uh, the weaker counties, I mean, you have to be be honest and say, Carlo are, are a long, long way off winning the Leinster and probably a lot of other counties as well and winning in All-Ireland. So yesterday was our the start of our Leinster and the start of our All-Ireland series. And I think uh, it's a great idea for the, Divisions three and four uh, teams, definitely county teams. I was really happy for Niall Carew as well, Willie. Um, I, like I know just kind of from being here, uh, working on sport over the last couple of months and looking at their league campaign, like he's been a man that has taken a lot of stick, particularly, you know, through the league. Um, and, you know, there's there's no one banging on the door every year to take on this team, but he put his hand up. So I'm, um, I, I was really happy for him yesterday to see, you know, that they got that result yesterday at home. Yeah, delighted, delighted for him. And uh, I spoke to him after the game on on the field, and he was beaming, and you you could see it in him that he, you know, he was saying, "Well, there's all the doubters now that that, that didn't give Carlo a chance." And it, it's it's great for him. It's also great for the for the panel. This is a this is a very young team, and he's brought in a, a lot of young guys. And um, I mean, they can only improve and, and be stronger in the next couple of years. So you know, for him and and the, the group around him and the players, it, it's really because. It did take an awful lot of slack. We did finish second, you know, from the bottom in Division Four, which it, it it's not really good looking at on on paper. Now we were very unlucky in some of the games, as I say, we were ten points up in London, ended up losing by a point. 
there was other games there that, that we could have won. We were beating Wexford, ended up drawing the game. So we weren't a million miles away in, in some of the games. And obviously, he's the manager. He's he's to you know, hold his hand up and say, all right, we were wrong here, we were wrong there. But in fairness to him, he took this really serious. The group of players took it really serious. They knuckled down. Everybody stayed on board as regards the panel. I see one or two players around the country that decided um, that we're not, we're not going to play in the Tajin Cup. I think Down lost five players. So we held on to everybody. They obviously got their training right. They got their their uh, plan plan B on the field. They got that right. And yesterday, you know, it was definitely uh, uh, great for, for him, for Niall and for all the players that were associated with it. Yeah, and it shows the. I think what was most impressive as well yesterday was just the attitude of the players. Like they were willing to die in, in their Carlo jerseys. Like it was, um, it was great to see. Uh, but look, home advantage now for Westmead next weekend, Willie. That's a good start, anyway. How are you feeling about that game? Yeah, that is a good start. The big, the big thing is, uh, Sinead, and we talk about Michael talks about it on the hurling is the the bigger counties and the, the stronger counties. It's their strength and conditioning. Can you go? week to week can you ha- give the same performance the following week remember it's a seven day turnaround so there'll be a lot of sore sore bodies and bruises you know after yesterday's game obviously lads are going to it was a tough a physical game so it's about recovery and it's about being able to put in the same performance now if Carlo can put in the same performance and they don't go we say flat after having a really really tough tough game yesterday I'd give them every chance but if they fall into that trap where their trending condition is not up to scratch and they're struggling with injuries and they're struggling you know with the tempo of the game next week we could have problems uh, Westmead had a man sent off yesterday and still won still beat Leash by three points I know Leash had a man sent off uh, in, in the second half as well so it just shows uh, Westmead actually could have turned over Kildare I know Kildare well beaten in the Leinster final but they were losing by ten points at one stage ended up brought it back to three so they have some very, very good players. John Hesling being one of them that he's pulled forward around for a long time. Very difficult man to mark. But Connor Sweeney, full forward temporary yesterday, was held to a point from play. He got four four points from freeze. And that was down to Mikey Bambrick. So if we get our tactics right and our trending conditioning can be really up to the same level and our pace that we played with yesterday, I'd give them a really big chance. Yeah, and they've plenty of momentum now as well going into the game. So look, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, but listen, Willie, it's been a pleasure as always chatting to you and uh, we'll be talking to you again soon anyway. Lovely. Thanks That's so great. much, Thank Willie. You, Chat to you soon. Thank you very bye much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was uh, Willie Quinlan there, Carlo Legend and uh, KCLR commentator as well. Um, so we're going to take a quick break now, but coming up after the break, I'm going to be joined by former Leinster captain Chris Pym to discuss Leinster's loss at the weekend. Um, so Chris is going to be joining me in just a couple of minutes, so do stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now I'm joined on the line by former Leinster captain Chris Pym to discuss Leinster's loss at the weekend to French side La Rochelle. Uh, Chris, how are you keeping? Good, yeah, not too bad. I've um, just numbed the pain. It's all good. I was just going to say, yeah, you, you're you're recovered from that. Such a disappointing day for Leinster supporters, Chris. You know, after leading for for so much of that game, um, you know, it's it's just devastating altogether, isn't it? Yeah, heartbreak. All right, yeah, considering they've literally been untouchable all season. But yeah, you know, in fairness to Raj, he did his homework and uh, he found a way to stay in the game and. To be fair, they finished the stronger team. They looked 
they scored three tries. They could have scored two more. We never really looked like scoring one. So I think on the balance of the game overall, um, it would be hard to justify claiming that once Leicester deserved to win. I know they were leading up to the 79th minute, but uh, there was a touch of inve- in- inevitability about the uh, the last couple of minutes. So, yeah, look, it was disappointing, all right. But, yeah, look, hats off to, to Raj and to Rochelle. Yeah, and um, uh, like, you know, you said there about kind of inevitability. Uh, I think that's kind of one of the most devastating things about the defeat is that, you know, they had the chance to win, but they just couldn't seem to kind of capitalise on that lead. Yeah, I mean, the style of game that they've played all year, which has worked against every other team, um, just didn't work the other day. The line speed of La Rochelle was absolutely exceptional. We couldn't get the ball into the wide channels, which is where we normally do our damage. And, uh, you know, so we literally never, we got behind them a couple of, maybe twice, I think, from Robbie Henshaw, kind of made half breaks. But other than that, chances we got were very, very slim. I mean, based on the fact I think James Lowe touched the ball something like four or five times, he must have, I'd say it was 14 or 15 in the Toulouse game. So yeah, look, it was uh, it was it was a very on Leinster like day. But in fairness to La Rochelle, they probably you know they made that happen. They their defence was quicker off the line than anything would have faced all year. So we just couldn't any of the stuff we were trying to do out the back door just wasn't working because they were getting in behind us. And then we're ten fifteen metres behind the gain line, and you know you're kind of starting all over again. So it was uh, you know it was well thought out by by La Rochelle and by Rog so you know in fairness to him yeah, he deserves all the plaudits he's going to get after this uh, Just after getting a text in there Chris um, asking me to ask you what you thought of Wayne Barnes direct in the last 10 minutes um, I thought on the balance of play through the game that he was probably fair you could have said there was a lot of Leinster penalties at the end just when a lot of guys are tired, but that offside line is very difficult to ref. I think on the balance of the game, the final score was 13-11 in favour of Leinster, at least. You know, Toulouse, or not Toulouse, sorry, Bordeaux gave away the more penalties. Um, you know, in the first half, you could have said that he was quite hard on on La Rochelle, sorry, on La Rochelle. Um, he was quite hard on La Rochelle in the first half. So, you know, yeah, sure, at the end of the game, it looked like there was a lot of penalties against Leinster, but as I say, those, those pick-and-goes on the line, they can be very difficult to define where, the, where the, the offside line is. So, you know, I think overall, on balance on the 80 minutes or 83 minutes, he probably, you know, it, it certainly balanced out across the game, I think. Yeah, it was just... I can't, I can't blame the ref, put it that way. Can't blame, can't the, blame ref. the ref. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we, we want it, but uh, it's not always... Sometimes yeah. We yeah. Uh, well, listen, it's been lovely chatting to you, to Chris. Thanks so much for, for joining me on Full Time again. Hopefully we'll have you back on here again soon. It's always great chatting to you. Anytime, Sinead. Thanks a million, Chris. Talk to you yeah. soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. That's, that was Chris Pym there, former Leinster captain, uh, talking to me there about Leinster's loss at the weekend. That's just about all we have time for on Full Time. Hope you enjoyed the show. We have Owen Kerry up next for Fully Loaded, so do stay tuned for that. And I'll be back with you again very soon for Sporting Chat uh, in Full Time. So thank you so much and I will chat to you again soon. 
full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahards Volkswagen.ie.